Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. So far, everything is working fine, which means it's all going to go bad. I want to say thank you to everybody listening on podcasts. I want to say thank you to everybody who is live on YouTube right now with a few people that have reached out and said, Simon, I'd love to join you on YouTube. All you have to do is search for Simon Miller on YouTube. That's it. You'll see my stupid little picture in my old wrestling singlet. Why it's still that profile picture, I do not know. And you can watch Tuesdays, Thursdays, 5 p.m. BST, which will magically turn to GMT when we get back to GMT, but at the moment it's summertime or springtime. So it shall be BST. Love to have you here. Shout out to patrons, patreon.com, Forza Simon 316, who make this darn thing possible. And thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening and making me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. I massively, massively appreciate it. Now, before we get into anything, we are going to talk about Roman Reigns. We are going to talk about Cody Rhodes. We are going to talk about Brock Lesnar and WWE because it's the question that I keep being asked, asked, I should say, not answered. Nobody, here's Simon, I'm going to answer a question for you. I haven't even asked it. Calm down, for goodness sake. Some people have already been lovely and thrown some super chats in the super chat. So you're very, very nice. And as I always say, if you would like to have any kind of discussion or say something, that I'll, I'll always accept super chats. They're wonderful and they're lovely and I appreciate them. And it kind of ties in because my man Spaz Phoenix, make sure you check out his podcast, says, so when are we getting Roman, Jimmy, Jay, Solo, Heyman, Priest, Ballard, Dom and Ripley versus Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, Sammy, Ray, Santos, Cruz, Vega and Bunny, I need it. Also, I was at Rebellion to see Perazzo gets crowned was awesome. Well, we certainly could do that. I mean, one of my favorite things about Raw last night is that we started tying everything together. So we've now teased that we may do something between the Judgment Day and the Bloodline. Obviously, we've got everything going on with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle. There's so, many, there's so much crossover potential here. And I think, again, this is going to be the main focus of the podcast today. But I think given that we do not have a world championship right now, and maybe we should do wink, wink, nudge, nudge, the thinking outside the box and making sure we have these connective tissue stories is where the money is going to be, or at least where we're going to be able to steady the ship until Roman Reigns is ready to come back to TV. As far as I'm concerned, Rhea Ripley should be taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. She should be taking on Bianca Belair. She should be taking on Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. She should be taking on Roman Reigns. She should be taking on Gunther. She should be taking on Austin Theory. And we should just give her all the belts. Because Rhea Ripley is awesome. Rhea Ripley has money and star written all over her. So let's just get it done. That's right. <laughs> I said it. And people get so mad. And Spaz also says, let's fix the title picture. Theory retains. So he's still the US champion. LA Knight dethrones Gunther. So LA Knight would be the Intercontinental Champion. Miz beats Roman. <laughs> so Miz is now the WWE Unified Undisputed Champion. And Waller takes out Hayes. And there's your pillars. So your pillars would be Austin Theory, LA Knight, Miz, and Grayson Waller. Why not? I met Grayson Waller briefly over WrestleMania weekend. He, he, I think he watched ups and downs. <laughs> He seemed to be very aware of my bald head, which was was absolutely crazy. But why not? It's wrestling. Let's do anything. This is my new thing when it comes to pro wrestling. Let's do anything. Even if it's dumb. Even if you come and say, Simon, I think Rick Boog should beat Roman Reigns. Let's do it. 
Let's do it. What do we have to worry about? Nothing. Oh, WWE's business went down because Rick Boogs is champion. But it may not. It may go up. Nobody knows. Uh, Never Lose Your Nerd says, I love Roman and he, hope, and he holds the title. And I hope he holds the title forever. Appreciate the super chat. Never Lose Your Nerd too. Man, good for you. I always say this. As long as you're enjoying the show, that's all that matters. And I've just realized I forgot to tweet out that the show's live. We'll just do it live on air. There's no, much like in wrestling, there's no rules when it comes to the Simon Miller show. So uh, so we'll just do it. The Simon Miller show, that's what it should be called. The Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. We should change it to um, just the Simon Miller show. And then we can talk about whatever we want. And then people get even doubly mad. What should we write? I think we should just write live on YouTube. Why has the thumbnail not updated? Why is it a CM Punk thumbnail? Has YouTube screwed me over? Hang on a second. No, it shouldn't be that. <laughs> Stupid Twitter. Oh, well, it is what it is. I can't help that. Thanks a lot, Elon Musk. There we go, live on Twitter right now. Not live on Twitter right now, live on YouTube right now. Cool, so we've done that. But yeah, like if you're enjoying Roman Reigns' title reign right now and you want to hold the championship forever, do you know who wins? You! Because that's what's happening. And you should always respect that. And shout out to John the Jen, the super chat as well. Always supporting the channel. Appreciate you, John, who says, well, I object to all this wrestling on the television. I mean, I keep falling off. Thank you and RIP to Graham Chapman, whose joke <laughs> I adapted. Um, there is a lot of wrestling on TV. And there's going to be more wrestling on TV soon. We are getting a... We're going to talk about this later too. I think we're getting AEW Collision starting in June uh, with CM Punk. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. Because before we do get anywhere else... Um, right. The, the, the question I keep getting asked, mostly on my social media channels, which I appreciate. So I'm going to 316. DMs are open if you do want to send me something. Is... Yeah, Ever since WrestleMania, and I think this probably was spurned on with the fact that I believe the Wrestling Observer had a chat about it. Maybe even today I saw a clip on, on Twitter. I haven't caught up with those shows yet. Um, you know, should Roman Reigns have lost at WrestleMania and should Cody Rhodes have won? Because now we are past WrestleMania and we're kind of, I wouldn't say that we are struggling to continue stories going, but with Roman not being around and Cody and Brock going at it, and you've got people like Paul Heyman said it and Dustin Rhodes said it himself. And I think the Road Dog said it and Kevin Nash said it. And look, these are people that, are, you know, you have to listen to their opinion because they are within wrestling. So, you know, they are gonna, uh, they're going to have a very, very educated perspective on it. And they all said that they don't think that Cody Rhodes winning at WrestleMania was the right thing to do because what do you do then? That's the end of the story. Um, you know, what comes next? But... I don't think it is the end of the story. And again, we'll get back to the crux of the question in a minute. But I don't think it is the um, the end of the story. In fact, I think that would have just been the end of Roman's story and the beginning of Cody's. Because I think, and I, I thought Raw is really, really good. And again, I think the way that we're compensating for Reigns not being around is very, very smart. And it's very, very impressive. But the fact that we even have to say that sentence does mean we bring up the possibility that maybe it would have been better if Cody had won. And all I know is that... I'm really into this Brock Lesnar-Cody Rhodes feud. Really into it. I think it's great. I thought Cody's promo last night was awesome. Brock Lesnar coming out like some kind of dark cowboy from Red Dead Redemption 2. Also awesome. Brock Lesnar's also awesome. always awesome. Cody's always awesome. Or has been the last few years. I just kept thinking to myself, imagine this was this for the championship. Then Roman not being on TV doesn't matter. It would have heightened this feud even more. Uh, it may have even put the fear into you. Because at the moment, Cody can lose, right? And it would suck and it was going to create more debate. But it would suck even more if Cody was only the champion for, what, five, six weeks? Can you imagine? And some people will be think would have been thinking that because that's the way that Brock is booked. He is the end of level boss. Are we really just going to do a one and done where Cody beats Brock and goes on to somebody else? And really, 
that's what we could have done. Like he could have gone through Brock Lesnar and then he could have a rematch with Roman Reigns and then he could have gone through Solo and the Usos. Um, I mean, Drew McIntyre, you could have done. Drew McIntyre can come back heel. Baron Corbin can all of a sudden raise up and you can do that, especially because Cody kicked his ass a few months ago. So I don't know, it's, it's an interesting debate. And of course, now the problem side of the Roman Reigns problem is RWWE. And again, please do let me know uh, in the chat. Um, you know, are WWE too obsessed with this big 1000 number when it comes to Roman Reigns? Like who actually, I, I'm asking this from a devil's advocate point of view. I'll let you know my viewpoint in a minute. Who actually cares about 1000 days outside of WWE? Like it's going to be a really cool record. And whoever beats Roman Reigns is going to get all the all the love in the world. But let's say it is Cody that, get, that beats them at SummerSlam. Would we, would we, let's, so let's say Cody Rhodes is going to beat Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, right? Does that, extra few days or extra few months that Roman is the champion help Cody Rhodes anymore again I want you to answer this I want you to tell me or if he had won it at Wrestlemania would it be more special because again it felt like that's where the peak was so it is a, it's an absolutely fascinating conversation to have um I, I do have this slight thing in my tum tum my stomach for people that may not watch a lot of my stuff we call it the tum tum because somebody once said that we can't call it tum tum so i said well i'm calling it tum tum but i do have something deep down in my tum tum that gets it like if you're so close to a thousand days and you're so close to pedro morales's record and you're so close to having roman reigns move into the fourth ever spot in terms of how long he's held it for which we're probably never going to get again i mean we said we'd never get this but i think because he's held on to it so long it's probably going to be another decade or so before we try again maybe you do just have to get there to say that we did it this was the plan and i'm a massive advocate of wwe sticking to their plans because we see what happens when they rip up the script we see what happens when we deviate the last minute it doesn't make sense and it's annoying and raw doesn't feel as good so if they had it down on a piece of paper roman reigns must meet that uh, must get to that point then you've got to do it you've got to do it whether i like it or you like it or kevin ash likes it or dustin Rhodes likes it doesn't matter because that's the plan that you've had that's the story that you're trying to tell but you know do I think that Roman Reigns is missing from the bloodline angle right now yes we haven't really been told why it still keeps Roman Reigns special but I mean I think there's more we can do here and again when we get to that Brock Lesnar Cody Rhodes feud I think it would be absolutely on fire with that championship on the line and Brock being like man you won it well I'm going to prize it from your dead cold hands I wasn't able to go after it because I had that deal with Roman Reigns who screwed me at SummerSlam now I'm going to take it out on you maybe because Roman Reigns is off TV the bloodline does crumble a little bit and Paul Heyman starts that because he realized himself with Lesnar then Roman Reigns can come back all pissed off I mean there's so many things but given that i did sit down to watch raw last night and i know i enjoy everything what a terrible life i lead i don't think it's the be all and end all and i don't think saying i don't think roman I, nothing as far as i'm concerned with roman reigns is a problem i think roman reigns is a terrific professional wrestler i think he's come of age i think he's leaving his legacy i think he's been a fantastic champion i am a little bit bored of sort of the bloodline finish where they run in and you get a dq i think we should have come up with something maybe slightly more creative for wrestlemania because that's why clash at the castle worked as well as it did and why we kind of got away with it at the Elimination Chamber. I think the Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania finishes were too close to each other because Sammy got screwed and then Cody got screwed too. However, that aside, you know, when Roman hangs up his boots, I think we'll all give him a week and a nudge and say, man, you totally smashed it. It took a while, of course. There was a crazy roller coaster to get there. But I don't think you can ever say that anything to do with Roman Reigns right now is a problem. He gets it. He cuts great promos. When he is back on TV, people are like, oh my gosh, he's Roman Reigns. If you announce him for a card, even a house show, you sell an extra 2,000 plus tickets. Cody's also like that, which is, you know, I love having mega baby faces or mega superstars, I should say, that are able to shift tickets. 
But that championship is missing. And But the one thing we don't want to do is we don't want to go too nuts. Eventually, I do think WWE will split them up again, especially because they're doing this draft. But whoever beats Roman has to beat them for both of them, has to beat him for both of them. And then you can make up your mind about what you do with Raw and SmackDown. And maybe we do have one hovering champ. I'd be okay with that as well. But it's interesting. It's a fascinating subject. And I see why people are coming down on either end of, of the spectrum. But like we said at the start of the show, it's resting. Do whatever the hell you want. Let's just have a good time, man. Let's just party. Shout out to Jed Brown as well. In the super chat, it said, would you kindly cut a quick promo at some point on these live streams or ups and downs on Barry the Barricade? No way. We've started this Barry Barricade. Come on, Jed. Don't get his name wrong. That's not very nice. And I would never cut a promo on Barry Barricade. I feel for Barry Barricade. In case you don't watch ups and downs on What Culture Wrestling, please check it out after this. Raw is up right now. We support Barry Barricade and we want justice to Barry Barricade. Because one day I realized that a lot of wrestlers were being thrown into that barricade. And I thought, imagine it was a person. And imagine that person was just trying to do his job. You wouldn't allow it in any other walk of life. So uh, <laughs> so why are we allowing it here? And yes, I'm a, I'm a very, very strange man. But, you know, the more you watch me, the more you kind of realize that's just the case. Shout out to my man, Richard Edwards, as YouTube is telling me. The first super chat from Richard Edwards. And we have to celebrate. So we're celebrating. Hello. Hello, Richard. I love the idea of opening this up to non-wrestling like this. How would you, without being humble, rate your skill at guitar? Well, I think when I got the proper studio built up, where it just says, it does actually just say Simon Miller's show or whatever it doesn't say that it sounds ridiculous maybe we can do that i mean i'm gonna watch the numbers to be honest with you uh, how would i rate my skill at guitar below average <laughs> especially because i haven't played properly for years now uh, the pandemic and life events very sadly we're not we, we didn't end but it put a bit of a wedge in mg and the juggernaut which is my band and ever since then i haven't just i'm very blessed i haven't had the time to sit down and do it so below average but it's always there and one day i need to sort of start again a little bit and uh, and get back to where I was. Absolutely, because I love playing the guitar and uh, hearing that new Metallica album recently. Again, you can check out my reaction on the channel. was uh, 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 was pretty good. A lot of people are questioning whether or not the bloodline gets split in the draft. It's a great question. And what happened again? What happens with that? Obviously, Roman Reigns wouldn't be subject to that. Did the Usos go together? We've done that in the past. Tag teams were one, but Baron Corbin on Raw said the Street Profits could be split up. I don't know what the point of this draft is, because at the moment, I like the fact that Judgment Day are on Raw and SmackDown, the Bloodline on Raw and SmackDown, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle can do what they want. I think it's made Backlash even better than it would have been otherwise. I don't think we need to lock people in a box every now and then. The reason we did it to begin with is because WWE bought WCW. They didn't have the, any competition, so they thought they would create their own competition in order to boost ratings. But right now, year on year, WWE ratings are better than ever. So I don't understand... Aside from a ratings ploy, because I think people will tune into the draft, especially because it's around the same time as the NFL draft, so there'll be some synergy there, as marketing people say. I, I don't think there's much to this, but you don't want to tell everyone, oh my gosh, it's a draft, it's a draft, in three weeks you've just thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Unless you massively focus on NXT call-ups, then maybe you could get away with it. But if you're asking people to buy in... You know, you don't want then... It's, it's like when a stipulation goes out the window within a couple of weeks. We all moan and groan because we're like, oh, great. Why do I even care to begin with? But uh, I don't know. I don't know about that draft. It's going to be an interesting one. Uh, somebody says it's not even 1,000 days for the WWE Championship with the real history that Cody wants it, the other gimmick belt when... Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Sorry, my friend. I tried to I tried to get you involved. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, uh, but I love you all. I love you all the same. So, um... I'm massively intrigued to see what we're doing with this tag match in two weeks, tying into the Roman Reigns thing. Uh, King of the Ring is no more and Queen of the Ring is no more. The Saudi Arabia show is going to be Night of Champions. 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn don't go to Saudi Arabia shows. And then all of a sudden in a fortnight, we have this uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Usos tag team title rematch. And look, it's not till June that show. So we've got ages or May, whenever it is. We've still got a month or so. Is it May? I think it is May, isn't it? I think it's like that May 26th. It's the same weekend as Double or Nothing, I believe. Should we see if Google knows? I think we should. Do. Hey, Google, when is the next WWE Saudi Arabia show? It doesn't. No, it doesn't know. I can't even see the search. The search has come out as so saying, like, no, we've screwed up. Now something bad's going to happen. Anyway, I think it's that point. So look, we're kind of close, right? And I'm a little worried that they're going to give the championships back to the Usos this quick. And they also continue to tease that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are like brothers that fight a lot. Although I did really enjoy that skit on Raw where Matt Riddle said he was going to tape up his toe and use that to combat the Samoan spike. And Kevin Owens is looking at him like, man, you're absolutely crazy. And I'm joking, man. I'm going out there and kick ass. I actually thought it was a really great, great way to turn Matt Riddle into a more serious character without losing the bits and pieces that made him so lovable to many people to begin with. Very, very good professional wrestling. I know there's other things to talk about outside of the bubble, but we're not talking about that today. Uh, Richard is back in the super chat. Good to see you again, my set, my friend. This is any chance we can convince you to turn heel on Barry, even if only for half a video. Well, maybe. <laughs> we will see what happens, but I like Barry and, and he's always been good to me. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what WWE is going to do for Night of Champions Usually it means every single belt is defended, which means they will change it back because Kevin Owens and and Sami Zayn won't be there for very, very sad reasons. It always gets me to go, oh man, I can't believe we do these shows. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's too close to WrestleMania. Um, but look, again, we have to let these things play out and see what happens. But I really, really, it, I, I enjoyed the, the combo between Judgment Day and the Bloodline, especially because the Judgment Day held their own. They're like, okay, you're going to help us, but we still think you're a bunch of idiots. We still don't like Roman Reigns and his crew. And ultimately, why Solo Sokoa did take out Rey Mysterio, so he got it done for the Judgment Day. The Judgment Day did not pull their weight because they lost to Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle, as they should have done because those three guys have lost way too much in terms of the story we're trying to tell. And now, of course, a backlash. We will do the bloodline taking on those three. I don't know what the judgment. Of course, I don't. Of course, I know what the judgment day are going to do. It's going to be Damian Priest and Dominic taking on Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny, who is also on Raw next week. So it is shaping up to be to be a damn good card. We'll probably do Rhea Ripley versus Alina Vega. No problem with that either. But Roman Reigns now has beef with the Judgment Day. And I think, again, going back to the Roman Reigns problem, if he is going to be the champion and the bloodline are going to continue to be somewhat of a force, they're going to have to have new contenders. To contenders. So now you do have Finn, Damien, and Dominic who can fit into those roles. So maybe you do do a, another program between like a Damien Priest and a, and a Roman Reigns. I don't know. Is that good for Damian Priest? Because he's not going to win. You can argue it. I would do Dominic versus Roman Reigns. Look at me. I'm staring right into the camera. I'm not saying that you have to do that for a pay-per-view. Excuse me, premium live event. But I, I, I just, I want to see these things. And I, I think if you do it the right way, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio has proven to us that if you do anything the right way, everyone can come out the other side smelling of roses. When Rey came out to take on Solo, everybody went nuts. Even though he lost... I don't think it matters because he got screwed over. Dominic right now is one of the biggest deals in all of wrestling. People hate him. The Usos like haven't been uh, super harmed by what, what happened because, you know, they were in the main event of WrestleMania night one and had that terrific match. So that is something that WWE is doing very, very well because they have to. They have to keep people near the top of the card that maybe they wouldn't have done otherwise. And they need to make sure that all these... Um, 
you know, it's just like when you watch a Netflix show or an Amazon show, you want to make sure that all these threads are connecting together because it means you're going to keep tuning in as opposed to being like, well, I need to see the champions when the champion comes out. It's going to be awesome. But then the Cody Brock stuff is excellent too. Again, going back to what we said at the start, if you really put a gun to my head, I'd be like, what are you doing? Just chat, man. I talk wrestling all the time. But uh, having the championship involved in that would have been so damn wonderful. We still need the big promo from Brock where he says, this is why I did it. But there's no rush. We've still got a good old three, two and a half weeks, whatever it is. Um, and I just think Cody is a sublime baby face right now. He makes me care. He makes me want to see him win, which is what any good baby face should do. He's just, he's electric. He lights the place on fire. Uh, apparently he was also over LA weekend talking to people about Hollywood roles. Maybe something to do with the Legend of Zelda film. And he's a massive Legend of Zelda fan. He used to have the Triforce on his boots, which I always appreciated because I love the Legends of Zelda. And uh, maybe even as Johnny Cage in a Mortal Kombat movie. And to be honest, the two people that I would have auditioned for that, The Miz... Cody Rhodes and whichever one was better I'd be like you should cast them so he's going to be on the cusp of something especially after this Endeavor deal I'm sure Roman's going to head to Hollywood too but I just think it feels like such a money feud because we've never seen it before and I think sometimes in wrestling that is the coolest thing again you've got Cody Rhodes who feels like a main event baby face you've got Brock Lesnar that feels like an all-time legend so seeing them clash I don't know what we're going to do and we'll do a prediction show nearer the time but I have absolutely no idea what they're going to do in that match. I think Brock Lesnar's going to beat the crap out of Cody Rhodes. But are we going to do the story where Cody is at the super bottom of the barrel and has to climb his way back up the ladder? I don't know. Does that work? Does it not work? I'm still convinced that he's going to win it at SummerSlam. I'm going to keep saying this. Much like I keep going, I kept going wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I think Roman's going to beat Cody at WrestleMania because of the Rock stuff. Because if it was going to be the Rock versus Roman, the Rock was never going to win. I kind of feel like they are going to do that. And when we get to the Monday Night Raw after after Backlash, yeah, Cody's going to have two losses on his record and he's going to have to fight his way back. Maybe he wins Money in the Bank in front of a, you know, a, a raucous O2 crowd over here in the UK. And he, he, doesn't, he doesn't screw over Roman, but he calls his shot. And he says, look, at SummerSlam, it's going to be you and I. And then you start building from the Raw Rumble uh, for Money in the Bank. So Money in the Bank is July. So yeah, it's perfect. And it's why... I don't want to get too off-piste here. Either the men's or the women's Royal Rumble should be moved to July. So you do one in January, and you do one in July, and then you can build new programs for SummerSlam, and then it ties into this goal that WWE has of making SummerSlam WrestleMania 2, which they are on the cusp of doing. I believe it's in Detroit. And on day one, they sold 30,000 tickets, which is an American um, record outside of WrestleMania. It's not a SummerSlam record. Go look at the Wembley numbers back in 1992. We went crazy. We really wanted to go to, the, to that show. But it's getting bigger each and every year, and they're justifying doing these stadiums. So if you do want to make it another WrestleMania, whack a Royal Rumble in front of there. I think two Royal Rumbles is too much. I think two Elimination Chambers is too much. And I think because they're cool stipulations, you can do them throughout the year. I'd really love that. How awesome would it be if we were having another Rumble, the Rumble in a couple of months? I like it. And no one ever agrees with me on this. It's just uh, one of my points. Shout out to the Hebrew Hammer. Bam, bam, in the super chat. Supporting the show, I appreciate it. He says, what's up, Miller? Could they tell Roman that he has to defend one title exclusively on Raw and the other one exclusively on SmackDown? It would be a cool way to split the titles and stretch Roman's resources. Now, Mr. Hammer... I like that idea a lot, and I think it's a good idea. The problem being, after a thousand days, one person's got to beat him for both belts. Otherwise, I don't think you get the rub. I don't think you get the power. I don't think you get the super-duper fun times. Um, 
So I think probably what's going to happen is, let's say Cody does beat him at SummerSlam, I think Cody has to be the guy to do that. And he's like, you know, and it works for Cody as well. That's his whole sort of demeanor. He can be all like, oh, I really want, you know, everyone to have an opportunity. So to do that, I'm going to stretch myself thin or words to that effect. But yeah, whoever is going to be the guy and who else is going to be the guy? I've got a video coming up on what culture about this soon. But, you know, Drew McIntyre is not going to be him. We've done it. Sami Zayn's not going to be him. Kevin Owens is not going to be him. Daniel Bryan, obviously not. We've done him. Finn Balor, it's not going to be him either. You could do a Gunther, but I don't think we will. You could do a Bobby Lashley. I don't think we will. You could surprise everyone and do a Braun Breaker. I don't think we will. So really, you know, your choices are Cody. And that's it. Maybe Jey Uso. <laughs> I'd love it if it was Jey Uso. But I, I, I don't. I mean, they may do it. It'd be wonderful in terms of the story. What I will say is this. I don't think Jey Uso beats Roman Reigns for a championship. But I do believe at some point Jey Uso beats Roman Reigns. Once the bloodline is totally done, and this will be one of the reasons it's done, and we're heading off into pastures new and we can move on from all of this, and Roman's not the champ anymore, I think we will do a pay-per-view match, premium live event match, where it will be Cody, uh, Cody. It will be Jay versus Roman, and Jay will finally get that victory, and I think it's going to be wonderful, and I think it's going to be a work of art, and I'm very, very excited about it. But in terms of the championships, I'm betting everything. My hair, my muscles, <laughs> my ups and downs show, what does it even mean? that Cody Rhodes will defeat Roman Reigns, either at SummerSlam or WrestleMania 40. I personally think WrestleMania 40 is too far away. I do it at SummerSlam, but I'm repeating myself. Shout out to Crispy Crafts. That's cool. Just threw some money in the super chat. Sounds amazing as well. Like a donut. I want a Crispy Craft. And Fabric Softener Teddy Bear, who we have chatted to before. What a wonderful name. Thank you for the super chat. Who said, Sai, may I ask you how you would change things were you in charge to bridge these gaps in the Logic lineup matches? Broad strokes for those just getting into wrestling learning um which which gaps and i i think fabric i think you need to tell me which gaps that you're you're referring to let me just check may i ask you how would you would change things if at all were you in charge to bridge these gaps in the logic lineup matches broad strokes for us for us just getting into wrestling learning thank you what holes are there i don't see any holes i mean there were some holes straight after wrestlemania because kevin owens and Sami Zayn came out and went way on the tag titles like wait a minute that wasn't the goal was to take down the bloodline um and i and i was a bit worried because cody didn't seem to care about the bloodline but again he has been distracted now by by brock lesnar so that's fine roman reigns being off tv yes i do think we probably should have a story in there and you know you can just sell it as he's the mafia boss he feels like he's just he defeated everyone who else is you know is there for him to be is there for him to beat I mean, on, on the Saudi Arabia show, Roman holds the belt for a thousand days. So I suppose you could do the Cody win there. I'd rather they didn't. I'd rather they wait till SummerSlam. So let's say it's not going to be Cody. Who the hell is he fighting there? Logan Paul again? No, we've already done it. You can do the Seth Rollins match because at the moment, Seth Rollins has no direction. Let's just do a quick pivot. And again, Teddy Bear, don't worry about Super Chat, but throw me some more... Um some more uh, some more context in, in the chat and I'll make sure I keep an eye out so I can make sure I answer your question properly. But Seth Rollins has no direction at the moment, but him and Miz went out there. My word, did they have a good match. Like Seth Rollins is all time. We know this. He never has a bad match ever. He's a great in-ring worker. And I think when all is said and, is said and done, he's going to be one of the best in-ring workers ever, especially with the WWE style, which is nothing wrong with, by the way. I like the WWE style. I've been watching it for 30 years. But the Miz, man, he brought it. Now, the Miz does not get the respect he deserves. Is he the best wrestler ever? No. Is he more than competent and above average by a long way? Yes, which no one ever talks about. And the fact that he can bounce from... I saw somebody say, oh, I can't believe we're meant to buy the Miz as a threat again after he got knocked out by Snoop Dogg. That's wrestling. That's the coolest thing about wrestling. You can do whatever, the, whatever you want. Just make it up. 
I don't care about stuff like that. It doesn't matter. Just, I just, if I do buy into it, great. If I don't, well, then you're going to have to try and figure it out. But I loved that match. I thought it was super cool, super good. Um, I don't understand what's happening with Seth. Just got no direction coming out of WrestleMania. Beat Logan Paul, came out, sang his song, wasn't on the show, had a video, and now he's beating The Miz. So, I mean, maybe maybe they are going to do Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins at the Saudi show, but I wouldn't do that because I think there's more in it. I even think if you're not going to do the Cody thing, that Seth Rollins could get to WrestleMania 40 and beat Roman Reigns. You'd have to tap in hard to the Shield stuff, like real hard. I'm talking about getting a sledgehammer and go smash, smash, smash. But... There is an amazing thing that I, I don't think I want Roman Reigns champion for another year. I think for me personally, that would be too much. But again, maybe WWE can make it work. But I love that Seth Rollins Miz match. Like I say, Miz is totally underrated. What a career. Imagine you take your first bump in wrestling and then a magic wrestling genie comes in. That's right. We're doing it and says, oh, do you want a career like the Miz? No one's saying no. Amazing. On TV for 20 plus years. Worked with everybody. Main evented WrestleMania. Uh, overcome adversity is good is really really good like a a, a uh, an all-time heel you could say given how much he is he, he always he always manages to generate so i think we need to put a bit more respect on his name as i smash the table <laughs> wiggle <laughs> and wiggle the video for people watching at home shout out to my man tom talks rubbish who did a really good interview with sean ross Sapp the other day from fightful make sure you check it out on his youtube channel who says editing and this drops is a welcome distraction hope you're having the best day you're the best kind of human well i ain't great tom i haven't replied to your email yet don't worry, you're in my list. I know that makes me sound like a right chump. Oh, it's in my list. It's just life is uh, life is crazy right now. I'm super behind on everything. Still after WrestleMania, I'm still trying to catch up, but we can't moan about this. Oh, no, I'm behind because I got to go to WrestleMania and have a lovely time. We don't moan about this. We just tell the truth. But Tom, I will be uh, I will be in touch soon. And as always, thanks for the kind words. Stuff like that is motivational. And I see all the stuff you're doing too. And it's awesome to watch this um, this stuff sort of grow. And also for the guy that called me a journalist the other day, no, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a journalist at all. Like I'm just, I mean, I'm definitely not. Um, I think I'm an idiot that has a platform, a small platform, uh, who is lucky to have somehow put himself in a position where people deem my opinion to be somewhat worthy. And I don't take that lightly, but that, that that's about it. I mean, I, I, I don't... Um, I talk to people within wrestling, so I know news, but it's not something that I, I report on, right? And again, 50% of the time it's real, and 50% of the time it, it's not real. Anyway, this is going <laughs> this is going way, uh, way off course. Uh, Spaz is back in the super chat again. Spaz, you're such a wonderful supporter of the show. I really appreciate it. I uh, hope you're having a good stream. I can't hear it right now because my app is being a proper bum end. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I don't know what a bum end is, but it sounds amazing. But you're the man, Simon. Weekly plea for destiny champion, Simon Miller. We will get to Canada. Somehow we will get to Canada. It, it, it is true, but... Um, is there anything else from Raw that we should talk about? I don't think so. I'm a little bit disheartened with the direction the Women's Tag Team Championships are going in because it kind of feels a bit like Groundhog Day, right? Bill Murray's going to turn up with, um, what was the woman called? Ali McDowell? No, that's not right. The woman said the big curly. We don't need to worry about this. <laughs> Somebody will tell me in the chat. Ali McDowell is something like that. Um, I just worry it's going in the same direction and I think it sucks. I think Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville are not only wonderful individual characters, but I think as a team, they're excellent. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan are fine. I think there's more for them in singles competition, but it still feels like the WWE doesn't care about it. They don't have any kind of direction. They'll just do their match and that will be that. And then Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, uh, Ronda Rousey will be cleared and, and they'll win it. And then hopefully we do something. It feels like we're treading water, but I don't think we should tread water. I think we've got four people there who are really talented and... Um, 
I don't know. I mean, you compare it to it was stuff we're doing with the men's tag team titles or the bloodline, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, it just, I don't know. I watch it and I'm like, no wonder it's not getting reactions with the live crowd because we're not giving it a chance to. We're not. And Chelsea Green has been so good ever since she's come back. So fingers crossed we just light a little bit of a fire underneath it. I did like the Bianca Belair-Dakota Kai match. I thought that was fantastic. We're obviously going to break up the uh, the damage control, the damage control, like Bret Hart used to say, the SummerSlam in the draft. I'm not overly bothered by that. I think they've kind of served their purpose as long as everyone within it keeps getting pushed because they're good as well. But I thought Dakota Kai was great. And I like the fact that EO Sky and Bailey didn't interfere because I think it will tie into it. But again, something else that I do... Um, uh, I feel like we dropped the ball with a bit is not massively because she's such a superstar anyway. Like she's one of the, I think her and Cody are the best baby faces in the company. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else. There will be someone, of course. Uh, Bianca Belair is just fantastic. She's awesome. I think she's now the longest running Raw Women's Champion, um, which is kind of funny because it gets overshadowed by the fact that Roman's being all the records. I don't think everybody should beat the records, but it's a different conversation for, for a different day. She just needs a long-term program. Like the, I like Alexa Bliss. Again, massively underrated. Is, is always doing her job well. But that feud was undercooked. It just was. And the Oscar feud was undercooked. Where has Oscar gone, by the way? And ever since then, she hasn't done anything bankable there. She's got no direction. She's the Raw Women's Champion. Like, and it's, I guess you could argue it's the same with Rhea. I know how Zelina Vega stuff I think is fine. I think they'll have a good match too. And I like the fact that Zelina Vega is being put back in that in that kind of a position. But Bianca Belair should be put right into a feud. You come out on the Raw after Mania and you get that feud. I don't understand why we're not doing it because she's so good. She's so likable. I think anybody could tune into Raw, see her and be like, oh, who's this guy? I want to see what they're going to do. So it was a good match. And maybe it is going to go back to the Bailey thing, but I kind of feel like we've seen it, right? And it does feel like once again, we're treading towards the draft. But that was better because the match was better i thought the tag team match when all of a sudden we're back to the candace and nikki cross stuff that we haven't talked about in weeks it's not going to have the same impact because it's like anything like if i told you oh my gosh you're not going to believe this story about my hair and then i you know culminate it in in, in a month by then you know i moved on bro <laughs> i'm worried i'm worried about other things uh shout out to zach Paul for the super chat thank you zach i appreciate you hey simon given that we are hinting at faction versus faction stuff yeah during that time that we weren't even allowed factions in wwe we got it over the attitude era because wcw had loads and poof they're all gone don't get it uh given that we are hinting at faction versus faction stuff with judgment day and bloodline could you see wwe doing bloodline versus imperium and we get roman versus gunther later this year maybe money in the bank zach that is wonderful and it's smart too because if gunther is in money in the bank he should probably win so if you're not ready to put him in that main event scene that's what you can do and if you have the bloodline and imperium getting involved you could even headline and everyone's going to hate this but i mean it you could headline with the money in the bank match that could be your semi-main and it could just end in a big schmoz a big double dq i know it's lazy but i would take it just to see gunther get a little bit of a rub yes i would love to see that i would love to see the bloodline haven't broken up right we're coming out of wrestlemania so bloodline versus imperium yes bloodline versus judgment day absolutely uh bloodline versus alpha academy i'm not kidding do it bloodline versus maximum male models why not Imperium versus everyone as well. Let's all get buddies. I've always said this. Why wouldn't you have a buddy? What's the first thing you did when you were in school? You got a bunch of buddies and you had the locker room buddies. And you had the nerd buddies and you had the jock buddies. You know, the toilet buddies. Those dudes that always hang out by the toilet because there was nowhere else to hang out. So why wouldn't you do that in wrestling? There's nothing more stupid than a baby face going out to try and beat up the bad guys and nobody comes to help. No friends. No friends, Fred. You don't want to be a no friends, Fred. So no, I like faction versus faction warfare. Everybody uh, everybody should um, everybody should have some friends. So no, I like that idea. Do I think we're going to do it? Probably not. But here's what I want to do. And again, we're not going to get overly uh, overly into this. 
everyone in the chat, someone just said LA Knight. It's a good shout. I agree. Everyone in the chat, just write a name. Who do you want to win money in the bank? You just write the name. You don't need a reason. You can write Mustafa Ali if you want. That's fine. But the question is, who do you think should win money in the bank, remembering that it's in London 02? Write a name in the chat. Um, I think there's some um, there, there's some good things in there too. Did anything else happen on Raw? I don't think so. A lot of it was the faction versus faction stuff and Paul Heyman being like, oh, I'm going to go talk to Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's like, maybe you will. Man, it's so it's such a... If you're listening on podcast, you'll be like, what happened to his voice? You need to see the crazy faces. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's where it comes. Right, so we've caught up now. Here we go. Yeah, make sure you can do the women's one as well. Absolutely. Because someone said Sami Zayn. Someone said LA Knight. Someone said Chelsea Green. Damn right. LA Knight. Yeah. LA Knight. Yeah. Repo Man. Well done, Rob. LA Knight. Montez Ford. Daddy Drew. <laughs> Randy Orton. LA Knight. Finn Balor. LA Knight. Doink. That's what I'm talking about. LA Knight. LA Knight. LA Knight. Randy. Our truth lol. Where is he? Logan Paul. That's a good shout. You'd annoy a lot of people. Uh, although I don't want to see the Roman Reigns match again. I think we've done it. So LA Knight. Do the women's as well. Sorry, I meant both. But... um. Uh, do the women's too, but LA Knight is getting a lot of love. The problem with LA Knight is I would love it if he won Money in the Bank, but we've got to go all in with him. We can't muck around. I'm not 100% sure that WWE is all in with him. I'm just not, and I could be totally wrong. I think they should go all in with him. I think he's fantastic, and I think the time is now. Even if he was never in your plans, let's pull the trigger. But if they're not going to do it, don't do it. I also still, we talked about this last week, so I won't talk about it again. I'm perfectly cool with Sheamus getting it and cashing in on Gunther to win the IC Championship. And people go, oh, it makes it look so lame. If we're going to do it every year, sometimes it's going to have to be for secondary titles. It just is. Someone says Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> That's not happening. Uh, Liv Morgan. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I can see it. Becky Lynch. Interesting. And NXT call up. Raquel Rodriguez. I think uh, lots of people are saying Raquel now. I think Raquel should turn on Liv Morgan and go on a big singles heel run. And her character needs to stop being, I've got, I've got a back. <laughs> she just turns around and does the double back bicep thing. I'm like, all right, yeah, you got a back. You're jacked. Well done. Uh, but she is good. She does have something. There's, there's a quality to her, but I think we should go through. I, I don't think, as a baby face at the moment, there's not much. Not her fault. She's not giving much. Um, but as a heel, I think you would, you would get it anyway. Um, someone said Maxine Dupree Sonya Deville man I'll, I'm always for Sonya Deville I'd love Chelsea Green to have it as well because I think she's got that type of character that uh, that would just wind you up so yeah no I did like Raw oh the Trish Stratus Hill promo as well that got justified instantly didn't it that was absolutely wonderful um I, I didn't like the fact that WWE were pumping in booze. And I, you know it was bad because I don't usually hear that stuff because I'm making notes and I'm trying to be funny <laughs> for ups and downs, often fail. Um, but it, I, it, it was distracting. I was trying to make notes and I was like, I can hear that that boo noise you're putting in is a copy and paste job. So I didn't like that. Uh, so people always want me to be balanced. So yeah, I didn't like the fact that we did that. Um, I don't think Austin Theory has been treated well at all, given that he beat John Cena. He should be coming out and beating us over the head, like Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar used to do about Undertaker. But we've kind of just treated it as nothing. Well, it's pointless. It's nothing if you treat it as nothing. I do like the Bobby Lashley, Bronson, Reed stuff. I don't mind two big men slapping man meat. But Austin Theory needs to, um, yeah, needs to uh, just make more noise about what he achieved. And, and I still think Austin Theory has a great future. I can totally see what they see in him. But yeah, you you need to utilize what you do, what you do have. 
And the other down that I gave on the show, just to tie in here, was the women's tag team match. Not for the match itself. The match itself was fine, but I thought all the stories were a little bit lame. But otherwise, yeah, Raw's really good. I think I think Raw is really good. I thought SmackDown was really good. Someone mentioned the other day that we should talk about SmackDown because, of course, the way the podcast falls on Tuesdays and Thursdays, sometimes SmackDown and Rampage 2 get, get left by the wayside. The problem is I can't remember what happened on SmackDown now because I've watched so much wrestling ever since then. But... Um, you know, it was basically the Solo Sakura show, the Kevin Owens show, the Bloodline show, the Sami Zayn show. I loved LA Knight versus Xavier Woods. Big fans of both of those as people and as wrestlers. And I love the fact that Xavier continues to go with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Um, and then, yeah, I can't <laughs> stare, stare off into the abyss. I can't actually remember. But I think it's because SmackDown is always a good show. And I think Rampage is always a good show as well. Like the, the best thing, the thing I love more than anything is SmackDown this week or last week got all ups. Rampage got all ups. I'm not giving a down based on, you know, things that are only minor or that don't particularly, you know, suit my taste. I'll always give a down to that. And I had people tweet me going, you're so biased towards WWE. You're so biased to AEW. They all got ups. There wasn't a down on Saturday morning. <laughs> they were all ups. But I thought Rampage this week was exceptionally fun. I thought Aussie, Aussie Open versus the Best Friends, fun. Um, the acclaimed trying to cut off the Jericho Appreciation Society's nipples. Wonderful. Um, what was the, 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 there was something else on there that I loved. Oh, the, the announced the final deletion match announcement. Awesome. Uh, what was the main event? Oh, it, I'm getting confused between Dynamite and oh, it's Sean Spears versus Jungle Boy. Love that. Love Sean Spears. Love Jungle Boy. And uh, the Jay Cargill Ty Valkyrie feud, I think, is good. It's the best Ty Valkyrie, uh, the best uh, Jay Cargill feud we've had because Ty obviously brings a certain amount of experience and size, so you can't just job her out. I think she should win. I really do. I get nothing from the Jay Cargill undefeated streak anymore. Not, not, nothing to do with her. She's obviously a superstar, and I think she gets better every single week. I just think we should stop it. I just think it'd be more fun. I think we should pull the trigger and have. Um, and have a bit more fun with it. So yeah, good. I woke up and watched that earlier on Saturday morning and I had a good time. I enjoyed Raw. And I mean, the big other question this week, of course, is the AEW collision stuff. If that's where it's rumored the Saturday show is going to be called. And yes, I'll just give you my takes as quickly as I can do because I don't want to get bogged down in this. We talked about CM Punk on Thursday, but more information has come out since then. And again, it's all speculation. We don't know the truth. Nobody knows the truth. We just don't. Hence why for those asking about ups and downs for Collision, yes, we will do it. The first one will go live on a Sunday. But after that, it's going to have to go live on Monday morning. So what I will ask you now, and I will continue to ask you in fits and spurts, Please do support it on a Monday morning. I know it's not going to be reactionary, and I know there's going to be a 48-hour delay. But given that I do wrestle at weekends, and given that I do have a life, my poor girlfriend has suffered enough, there's no way. I mean, I could do it on a Sunday, but I don't want to, is, is the truth of the matter. Because one, my stress levels are already pretty high. <laughs> not in a bad way, just when you're trying to get work done. And my poor girlfriend, like, you know, our weekends away are always a little bit... Um, turned upside down by me having to find a corner sometimes to record ups and downs. She doesn't deserve that on a Sunday too. But also with the wrestling, I'm traveling here, there and everywhere. So it will be Monday. So please do support it when we do do it. You don't have to. It's your time. But if you do like ups and downs and you do want it to continue, we are going to have to support it on a Monday. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to do it. And then people get mad at me and go, why is there no NXT and Impact ups and downs? We did them and nobody watched. So we had to stop. I'd love to do all the ups and downs. I'd love just to be the ups and downs guy, even though I am the ups and downs guy. But yes, it sounds like it's going to be a CM Punk-focused show. It sounds like there's going to be a soft brand split is the term that keeps going around in the sense that if you're fine with CM Punk coming back to AEW, you can be on that show. And if not, you can stick to Dynamite and both will be treated like a 1 and a 1A. That's good to me because while I like Rampage, it kind of has very sadly fallen into B-show territory just by the nature of the way that people respond to it. Although I do absolutely think that it's, uh, that it's absolutely incredible. But, you know... 
it's it's certainly a risk, I would say, because you want everyone in your locker room on the same page. But again, I'm not there. I don't know what people are thinking. I don't know what people's opinions are. And before ratings and money and finances and whatever else it may be, I just want people to be happy. They're human beings, wrestlers. They just happen to have an awesome job. But I want their mental health to be good. I want their relationships to be good. And I want them to be able to go to work with smiles on their faces and warm and fuzzy feelings in their tum-tum. You can say, Simon, that is absolutely a ridiculous thing to say. And you're probably correct. But that's how I'm always going to look at these things because i don't think we look at it enough and i think these you know all wrestlers whoever they are give a lot and i can only imagine how stressful that it, that, it, that it must be but of course it's going to be a difficult situation to try and balance out there's no two ways about it because you know some people are going to think that cm punk should come back some people are going to think that cm punk shouldn't come back and that creates a discussion it's fine when we're discussing it but if that's happening uh, behind the scenes as well well we don't know we don't know how this is going to fall but i will say from a purely fan point of view i think it's very exciting and i think cm punk will bring eyes back to the product i think cm punk will have great matches and do great promos i think he'll help out the wembley show but if that saturday show does fall apart now which it could do again these things can happen from nowhere it's definitely a, it's definitely real. Do you know what I mean? This is definitely what people want to happen. If it doesn't happen, it's because there's a there's a glitch coming in the road, another obstacle that we don't know about. I mean, that meeting between FTR, Tony Khan, Chris Jericho, and CM Punk definitely happened. People are, people aren't talking about it saying allegedly. People are talking like that meeting happened. So that must be a way to mend fences. And then that all of a sudden sort of got extrapolated into maybe it's going to be Chris Jericho versus CM Punk. And look, I'll tell you this again. I got a video on what culture coming out. Um, and make sure you subscribe to what culture and if you're on youtube right now and you haven't subscribed to me please subscribe to me and just smash that like button too the more you engage with it the better the video does and the more happy it makes me that's basically what it is it's an ego thing but if you do, if you do do cm Jer cm jericho if you do cm punk versus chris jericho and the collision show starts in the summer and that's our first feud you are absolutely going to get interest because a they are two walking yeah, legends, I think is fair, given how long they've been in the game and how people see them. But also because people know that there was beef, you know, Jericho called CM Punk a locker room cancer and CM Punk called Jericho a stooge. If they're happy to work together and they bring all of that in and we do one of these storylines where reality is blurred, oh my gosh, it will melt down the internet. We've seen it before, we've seen it again. And those two are like the masters of doing stuff like that. I think it would be incredible. I really do. Again, as long as everyone is happy to work together and there is a positive vibe in the room. But if that's how Collision kicks off with Punk returning and Jericho interrupting him, that's huge. I mean, it just it's absolutely huge. You have to agree with me. And imagine that's what we do at All In. CM Punk versus Chris Jericho. I tell you, I have a lot of Laps fans that I know. They don't watch AEW. They don't watch WWE. They stay interested from afar, but they know who Chris Jericho is and they know who CM Punk is. They're going to that Wembley show if they're having a match because all of a sudden they're back in like 2008, 2009, 2010 when they were watching and it hits the nostalgia gland. I know, makes us all feel old. But it's why Goldberg should be on the show. And it's why Mercedes Monet should be on the show if we can afford it. It's why Will Ospreay should be there for a very different reason. And shout out to him. I know he's going through some stuff at the moment. But uh, yeah, um, it's a crazy time in wrestling. But I think it's good. The more success we get in wrestling, the more that helps WWE, AEW, and the independent scene too. Let's not forget that. Shout out to Zach in the Super Chat who says, Is it possible? I like this question already. We are doing all the Sammy KO Riddle stuff to run back Roman versus Ruffle. Oh, Riddle in Saudi. <laughs> oh, correct. Changed it to Ruffle. Matt Ruffle's much better. Riddle seems like he's a likable babyface that could give Roman a good match but lose. And maybe Randy could return as well. Zach, that is a fine idea. I don't think Randy Orton is going to be ready for that date. But even if not, Matt Riddle versus Roman Reigns, 
after Riddle gets his revenge on Sola Sokoa is an excellent idea because he can lose. You're right. But he is a baby face. And I do not believe Roman Reigns has ever beaten him in a championship setting apart from that SmackDown match. But that was ages ago. And it, it never done it on pay-per-view. Excuse me, premium live event. Zach, you should work in the creative team. I think that's a fabulous idea. And if they don't do that, I'll now be surprised. In fact, we'll put the microphone down. That's right. Everybody, everybody clap, Zach. If that didn't pick up on the audio, the podcast people have no idea what's going on. It's a great idea. It's one of the best ideas anyone's ever put to me. I never would have come up with it. Massive thumbs up to you. Uh, Synapse in the Super Chat also says, being in attendance for SmackDown this past weekend was amazing. Never forget that. Even if you watch it on TV and don't think it's a good show, people in the live venue usually do because they're part of the atmosphere. I have a newfound respect for Braun Strowman and all the matches were fantastic. And Synapse, that was your first Super Chat. We have to celebrate. Woo! it tells us to do i love that you had a good time that's what wrestling is all about and look ever since braun Strowman has returned fabulous <laughs> he's been great you know i don't agree with some of the comments he's made in the past but again that comes down to this character versus person debate but in terms of uh the the, the wrestler he's been awesome and he's made for wwe and i hope he stays there for a long time his tag team with ricochet is also um is also super duper fun. Uh, we are moving into the last 10 minutes of the show. So again, if you have any questions, make sure you throw them in the chat. All Super Chats will be answered. Let me see if any news has broken since we've started doing this because you never know. Uh, Booker T fears a soft AEW roster split could be a problem. I mean, Booker T just likes to create headlines. Be smart. Good for him. Jeff Jarrett says they have a monster summer plan for Canada. I tell you, Jeff Jarrett is going to turn out to be one of the best hires for AEW. He's smashing it behind the scenes and he's smashing it in front of the camera too. So good for that guy. Tony Khan is so good with legends, which again, get Goldberg for the Wembley show. He'll know what, he'll, he'll know what he's doing. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. told an interesting story on his podcast where Vince McMahon would call it dead money if WWE talent messed up once. Uh, that is a shame. I think everyone should be allowed to make multiple mistakes if you believe in them. We are just human beings. And it's the same for wrestlers too, especially live TV. I mean, I'm stealing Freddie Prince Jr.'s words. But, you know, some actors do 42 takes a scene and you just keep going like super duper megastars. But in wrestling, you have no net. And yet, um, you know... <sighs> No wonder people would make more mistakes. That just adds too much pressure to it, I think. Uh, Sam Roberts wants to see Logan Paul win Money in the Bank. Shout out to Sam Roberts too. He was very kind to me over WrestleMania weekend, which meant a lot to me because I've been listening to Sam for a while. Listen, Logan Paul winning Money in the Bank is very, very smart. It would piss a lot of people off. And if Cody Rhodes is champion after SummerSlam, Cody Rhodes versus Logan Paul, I'd watch it and I'd like it. Logan Paul is good. There's no two ways about it. Uh, I like the fact that uh, Fandango came out and said Vince McMahon didn't understand the fashion police gimmick, but he let it keep going because the fans liked it. Missed those guys. Oh, my gosh. Did I like them? Bad Bunny is going to be on Raw next week, and that's when we'll set up the backlash match. It's going to be Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny versus Dominic uh, Mysterio and Damian Priest, but I like that a lot. Also, yes, we did announce the Bloodline versus Owen, Sammy, and Riddle for Backlash 2. So it looks good. You know, again, there's no major, major. We've had all the major, major news that, <laughs> that happened last week. So we can kind of uh, we can kind of calm down a little bit with it now. Or I hope we, we would calm down with it a, a little bit. But there, there, more stuff is coming this week. We ain't getting to the end of the week without um, 
without more people coming. Uh, hey, Simon, just want to say I love your show, love what you do, and hope to meet you one day. Well, that's very kind. I hope to meet you too. Uh, we'll always be here, there, and everywhere where there's big shows, so hopefully we can. What about that stipulation where Riddle couldn't face Roman again? I mean, you are right, but dude, you know what they do. They don't care about that kind of stuff. If they want to do it, they just do it. They're more power to them. Who the hell cares? Um, what we get? Where am I looking? Um, apparently, Strowman got scammed by some NFT event. I don't know about that. Uh, off topic in some of the videos, you have a PSVR in the background. <laughs> Did you pick up the PSVR too? I hate being this guy. It's green screen, my friend. I just thought it was a cool backdrop, and I wanted to tie my love of video games in there somewhere, and that's the best one I found. I know. I apologize. Uh, at the Wembley show, we should do Goldberg versus Wardlow or Goldberg versus Hobbs. Yes, I agree. Shout out to the big fella. Great name in the super chat. Appreciate you, big fella. Simon, I love your content. I love you too, big fella, and thank you very much. Do you think Mercedes Monet shows up at the Wembley show? Well, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm throwing the bag at her. Um, I'd announce her, obviously, beforehand. I don't think she needs to sign with AEW. Sounds like she's having a great time with um, in Japan, but she's a draw, and she's She's a superstar. So if you can get her on to the Britt Baker versus Mercedes Monet match, that's where you do it. And I think it would do gangbusters. I think people would be so into that. And that's what we want to do with that show. Load it up with names. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Mercedes Monet uh, versus Britt Baker. Goldberg versus Wardlow. And people go, oh no, we need to showcase the AEW stars. You're totally right. But we got time for that. We got round two. Round two is when we can do that. Round one, we make a statement. We get non-wrestling fans involved. We get business people involved. And we tell people, let's grow this product in France, Italy, Germany, Spain, whatever it may be. So you got to think long term. So, you know, go with the go with the crazy matches. If they use Goldberg, he's just squashed someone like QT Martial. That would be fine too. What are your thoughts on blood being in the last hour of Raw? That's a very good question. So Nick Khan was... Um, uh, talking to somebody and they basically asked him about that 10 to 11 hour on raw and you know can we do anything different can you make it more adult pg tv blah 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 and he said that nbc which is the usa network would probably be totally fine with them having blood or being a bit more violent or a bit more adult in that 60 minute period what are my thoughts on it i'm kind of indifferent do i miss blood from wwe sometimes in big matches but it's not something that i necessarily need to see I do think AEW at times do have heightened emotion in their matches because they have blood. Sometimes I think there's too much blood. It kind of depends on how I'm feeling that day. So there's probably a happy medium, but I don't want people to over overdo it, I think, is, I think is the key. But given that Raw is three hours, but don't do that thing before. When Mick Foley came out, oh my God, it's going to be Raw, terrifying, scary hour. It happened for a week and we just dimmed the lights and that was that. And then you have a Raw Underground. <laughs> Wasn't Omos on Raw Underground? Wasn't he the security guard? And Bubba Day. I was I loved Raw Underground. What bizarre idea. They must have been high. But um no, like, yeah, like if, if they can figure out a way to do it where that last hour feels a bit different, I don't think that would be a problem because there is no there's no such thing as a good three-hour wrestling show. Two hours. That's the wrestling time. We all know this. And we all know nine times out of ten, we get to that last hour. We're like, I don't want to watch another hour. Yeah. <laughs> but we do because it's fine. So that would be a way to make it more interesting and a way to justify it outside of the money. I know WWE makes a ton of cash. That's why it's not going away. I remember when Triple H took over, it was like, oh my gosh, Raw's gonna get added two hours. No, it's not if anything it'll go up an hour because endeavor will be like let's make more money well that was another shame there is a lot of reports there's going to be some cuts behind the office uh, behind the camera cuts but it still sucks i mean it makes sense right if you've got a pr department not pr if you've got uh, an hr department and endeavor owns ufc and wwe sadly people are going to lose their jobs it sucks it does who wants to lose their job man but if that does happen to anybody i really do hope they land 
Uh, they land on their feet. Someone says, uh, love you, your video gamer, from your video gamer skit days. Right, that's it. If anyone can get those video gamer TV videos back, they vanish from YouTube. We're doing our best, but I'm getting worried. Or if you ever downloaded them, please send them to me. Uh, I would really w- would appreciate that. Uh, they should split up the belts at the draft. Uh, Kevin Owens drafted one show, Sammy the other, makes them split the belts, get new partners and test their friendship. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to just split up tag team belts. That just It's already convoluted. I'm really worried that they're going to go back to two sets of tag team champions. What I would do if I was in charge, and again, what do I know? I'd have one world champion, I'd have one US champion slash intercontinental champion, likely Gunther. I'd have one women's champion and I'd have one tag team champion. It, I think that the last year and a half has proven to me that's far more interesting. And it gets watered down. I mean, that's why another reason that I think it'd be cool if Cody was the champion, because he's going to work all the dates. But what can you do? Nothing. We're not in control. Uh, Crew Kid 52 appreciate you. Thank you very much. Shout out to Finn Balor, who had his head split open <laughs> like a dropped melon at WrestleMania, and is still wrestling with 14 staples in his head. Honestly, and being funny, did you see the look he gave Damien Priest when he shook Paul Heyman's hand? Finn Balor, while we do all appreciate him, is an underrated gem. He is wonderful. And I think he's one of these guys that's going to retire and we're going to go back through his career and say that dude was special. He was and he gets it and he's nice and he's got abs. So crew kid, I really appreciate you shouting him out. Also, it was great meeting you in my goofy wrestling for life shirt at the Brooklyn show in January. Dude, I remember you so much. So uh, Battle Club Pro in January. I went out there. Some news about that soon. So if you're in New York area, uh, keep an eye out. Miller may be coming back. And yeah, I saw crew kid 52 wearing my GFW, GF. GWFL shirt. Cheap plug. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Simon Miller. Those shirts really do help. Again, you know, I don't get a huge, uh, what's the word, uh, amount of money from them because, of course, PWT are awesome and they handle all the all the effort. But that has been a very needed source of income. So thank you to everyone that supported me, including Crew Kid here. And better than all of that, better than all of finances, when I do see somebody wearing one, which I did at that show, Oh, man, I couldn't get the smile off my face, especially because it's a dumb catchphrase I just made up. You have no idea how people are going to react to that. So, dude, thank you so much. That was that was cool. I mean, that really, really was cool. It um, well, it just is. Let's not get too sappy with this. And shout out to Dam Lemley in the super chat who says, blood needs to be special, and when done right, it's great. I agree. Less is more with blood. The more you see it, you you become accustomed to it. That's just how brains work. We're weird human beings. You know, you see one gruesome cut and then you see another one. You're like, yeah, it's not so bad because you already see one gruesome one. So you, your body almost adapts as it does to everything. I don't want to go off on a weight linked tangent here. But that's why it's hard to build muscle. Eventually, your body gets used to it. So, Dan, I totally agree with you. Uh, some other opinions on this, too. I don't think we will see women in the last hour of Raw if they bring back blood. Sponsors won't want to see one women all bloodied. And very sadly, you're probably right. I hate that. As we know, we've talked about it. If men can bleed, women can bleed. If men are going to do hardcore matches, women should be able to do hardcore matches. It's 2023, for goodness sake. What is wrong with people? And get Swole Jones. First Super Chat, get Swole Jones. Also, you win the name competition because that is a great name. The GSJ. Uh, Simon, thank you for representing the goofy wrestling fans and the love and positivity you add to the world. Would love to see you at Defy's show, man. So would I, man. That would be amazing. Defy's an amazing promotion. That's very kind of you to say, dude. Like, uh, for those who weren't around back in 2016 when I first started, I mean, I wasn't like I am now anyway. I found my inner voice, as they say. Uh, but the positivity and the goofiness was not appreciated all around. So the fact that we have built this cool little community where it is appreciated, and this is just the way I watch wrestling. Again, I know I always finished like this, but I still always get messages going, oh man, you're too nice about wrestling. Yeah, you agree. I agree with you. Like, it's not, it's not a thing. I always look on the bright side of life. There's enough negative creators out there, more power to them, like I always say. But I'm always going to look. So even if something is actually 
bad, I'll look for the good bits because no one else is doing it. So you may as well have a niche. You may as well have a you may as well have a um, a USP. Lots of people talking about their blood now. You know, blood has to be an all encompassing policy. If you're going to have blood, you're going to have blood. If you're not going to have blood, you're not going to have blood. Apart from hard way that you can't, uh, you know, that you can't. Um, you can't account for because it's still professional wrestling. And shout out to the Shoot Promo Wrestling Show. Apparently, something went wrong with their super chat. So, we'll absolutely make sure we get it out there. Uh, just wanted to thought what you are. I wanted to know what you would think about my Money in the Bank winner would be Sola Sokoa. Dude, again, I want Sola Sokoa to pin Roman Reigns in 2023. So, if they make him the Money in the Bank, I tell you this let's say Cody wins it at SummerSlam and we get to WrestleMania 40 and Sola Sokoa beats Cody Rhodes the championship. And I want to make this very clear. I love Cody Rhodes. He's a hero of mine. That dude bet on himself and he's an inspiration to us all. If Sola Sokoa beat him, I would cheer. <laughs> That's right. That's how good Sola Sokoa is. I think he's the best. Uh, Chaz Shaw says, I love Nakazawa and Cutler's art this week throughout BTE and Dynamite against the BCC. It was my favorite thing. I liked it too. I liked that they showed some moxie, man. I thought that was a cool little wrinkle in that story. It was still funny because Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks didn't tell them they were there, apparently. And they just let them walk into that uh, absolute slaughter. But no, I love Nakazawa and Cutler. I think they have you know, found themselves in incredible positions, but totally understand their roles. And more people, not just in wrestling, but in life could do that. They have wonderful uh, self-awareness. And I did a really cool interview with um, with Brandon Cutler over WrestleMania weekend that will go out soon. And it was such a nice chat, such a cool dude. I love that guy. I really, really love that guy. He's uh, He's got his head screwed on straight and uh, and more power to him. Someone has said, if we go adult with the last hour of Raw, we can do the Rhea Ripley versus Solo match. We can. So here we go. Solo wins at WrestleMania 40, and then the next night on Raw, Rhea Ripley beats him. Rhea Ripley, WWE Unified Undisputed Champion. Who's going to have a problem with it? I'm not. I love the fact that they clearly want to make Rhea Ripley into like a China-like figure and elevate her as high as they possibly can because she's great. She's got everything. She's got absolutely everything. And it starts with the look. It does. And it, you can't just give that look to someone you can tell that it's real to her right and she believes in it and she's comfortable in it that's why it works so well um and on that note that's where we'll leave it we'll leave it on Rhea Ripley uh, praise because you can't get higher than that so as always we've got a nice little routine with these podcasts now thank you so much to everyone that is supporting they are going to go through a big jump soon I'm so behind on that thing over there so I look at the mess in the corner but I'm not going to bore you with it again, but again, we're going to have a nice new set and we're going to extend it it's going to be longer than an hour and we're going to talk about multiple things and uh, just try and turn it into something, well, just like the centerpiece of the channel. But again, if you are watching live right now, please do like the video, uh, subscribe, share, you know, just interact with it as much as possible. Watch another video because YouTube loves that. Thank you so much to everyone that left me a message. All the super chats are so damn appreciated. All the patronage, patreon.com forward slash Simon316 and the merchandise. And the people that go to grillamine.com, you know, forward slash Simon and use the code Simon get 10% off. It all helps me so damn much. And my energy drinks turned up a few minutes ago before this show started. Very excited about Grill of Mind energy drinks. I, th I think they could be a game changer. I just love that Derek guy. More plates, more dates if you're not into my fitness stuff. He truly cares. I've been very blessed to speak to him. Again, that's a dude that cares, man. And that's all I ever asked for. So again, thank you so much for joining me. We'll be back on Thursday, 5 p.m. BST. Talk about whatever's going on in the wrestling world. And obviously, Tuesday shows are a little bit WWE focused. Thursday shows are a little bit AEW focused. But I think that's worked. Any feedback, you can find me at Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter. I'm always happy to talk to you. Always happy to take feedback. I think it's important. It's a show for you. I want to make sure we're having a good time. We did some good numbers on this one. So again, thank you. Gave me your time. The most important thing in the world. Take care of yourself, and I'll talk to you very soon. Yeah.